Good morning, <laughs> and welcome you uh, K1. We are so glad to worship with you today. If you are new with us this morning, my name is Andrew. I'm the lead pastor here. We are so glad to have you here. Thank you for sharing in life together with us. Well, I'd like to welcome you back to the second week of our sermon series called Reset Your Relationship. Say it with me. Reset your relationship. What are, we are doing in this sermon series is investing in marriages that already exist, as well as preparing future marriages with the tools they need to center their uh, marriage on Jesus Christ. But I know that there are more than a few of us who have gone through something difficult, uh, even devastating, a uh, husband or wife who just passed away, the nasty divorce that has you swearing off men or women altogether. <laughs> Maybe you didn't even get married at all, and you are the happiest person you know. <laughs> even though this sermon series is not specifically directed toward you, stay with me. Because these principles can be related to your kids, to your family, to your parents, to your relatives, to your parents, uh, everybody. And you might be able to speak truth into someone else's life by what you have learned. Okay? So say with me. If you are taking notes, <laughs> yes, yes. If you are taking notes, write this down. It's our key thought for the series. Here it is. The secret to a successful relationship is not finding the right one. The secret to a successful relationship is getting right with the one, the Lord Jesus Christ. In our culture today, so often we get it backwards. We think, if I can just find the right one then I would be fulfilled. But when it comes to our relationship, Psalm 127.1 says this, Unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord builds the house. Who? The Lord builds the house. Its builders labor in vain. Unless Jesus himself becomes the very center of what we do, we build in vain. Uh, this first week, we committed to dig deep. Dig deep together. Pray together daily. And there are so many of us who said last week, yes to the 21J challenge. I pray that it is going well for you. If you missed a day or two or Seven, <laughs> uh, just don't worry. Just pick up right where you left off and keep going. Keep going. Uh, this uh, uh, message today is entitled, Show Me the Money. Say that with me. Show me the money. Ah, that, uh, uh, that was good. You guys have practice at that. Um, show me the money. Now, I am a little bit nervous about uh, talking about money uh, again, 
uh, January 7th, 2018, was the last time I talked about money. And uh, three days later, I was diagnosed with uh, brain cancer. So uh, coincidence, uh, I don't know, but I have never, uh, I have the uh, uh, nerve to talk about money until right now. So pray with me uh, and pray with me. Uh, show of hand, how many of you this morning would say, my life would be just a little bit better with just a little bit more money? Uh, so, uh, show of hands. Ah, yes, uh, just a little bit better. I don't want you to know too much. I just want a little bit more. Good, a good number of us. I believe it was Mark Twain who once said, the lack of money is the root of all evil. The lack of money is the root of all evil. If we just have a little bit more money, we wouldn't be so stressed. We wouldn't fight as much. We wouldn't have to work so many hours, uh, more time with a wife, more time with the kids. Unfortunately, for those of you who, uh, who say, myself included, just a little bit more money would let, make my life so much better. Scripture has a word for us. Ecclesiastes 5 verse 10 says this, whoever loves money never has enough. And whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. Whoever loves money never has enough. Our problem today is this. We want to be God's servants, but instead we are money's slaves. We want to be God's servants, Instead, we are money's slave. For many of us, we are trying our best to serve God while still being a servant to money. The best of who we are is really going to, towards this lifelong battle of eking out a living, making minimum payments, building our retirement portfolios. Compounding the problem is that we don't even recognize the fact that we are slaves. Uh, there is not a whole lot of people who uh, would say, yep, uh, that's me, slaved money, big money addict right here. A raging spender, out of control. Uh, we do, don't see a, whole, uh, uh, a lot of the support groups for money addictions. Hello, I'm Andrew, and I am addicted to money. All right. Uh, hi, Andrew. Uh, it's just not really happening. And yet, how often do we hear people say, I would love to do such and such, but I just can't. We would love to do, uh, start a family, but we just can't. We love to uh, take a vacation, but we just can't. I would love to go back to school, but we just can't. I would like to uh, 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 get a job doing something different, doing what I love, but the present job paid the bills and we just can't. We'd love to be more faithful to God with our finances, 
Return the tithe faithfully. Give to people in need. But we just can't. It reminds me of the time when Lucas was a toddler. He loved to play around the house, loved to play around the whole house. Uh, In fact, uh, he loved it so much that more often than not, every time uh, me and Simone would be doing something, uh, folding the laundry, uh, doing dishes, taking out the trash, Lucas was already there. On occasions, when it was really necessary, I mean really necessary, we would put him behind the baby cage and lock him in. (laughs) Okay, so... We did it all the time, all right? <laughs> Get the ass charged. <laughs> but uh, Lucas loved to have his toys with him. And so uh, uh, it was not a problem uh, unless, he, uh, 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 unless he noticed that the gate was shut. Uh, here is Lucas having a great time all along. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Here he is. And here is Lucas the minute he discovers that he's trapped. Yeah. Uh, Not good. As long as Lucas didn't know he was trapped, no problem. But the moment he did. uh, Fortunately for us, earplugs were a lifesaver. (laughs) Earplugs were a lifesaver. Just uh, kidding, I think. Um, (laughs) The problem is that for most of us, like Lucas, we don't even have, uh, uh, we don't even realize the fact that we are slaved to money and uh, to it's too late. For many of us, we are trying our best to serve God while still being money's slaves. So, what's the solution? Uh, Well, you might think that the solution is to make more money. Uh, If you need more money, you should make more money. Yet, the truth is, uh, that is not about how much we make. It's about how much we spend. If you're taking notes, write this down. For most of us, we do not have an income problem. For most of us, We have an out-go problem. For most of us, we we do not have an income problem. We have an out-go problem. In our world today, making $32,400 a year puts you at the top 1% worldwide. It's a top 1% worldwide, $32,400 a year. That's it. I compare that with India, uh, where the average adult total wealth, total wealth, including house, car, clothing, everything, hovers right around $7,000. Total wealth, total wealth, $7,000. Average total wealth in Africa and worse, just over $4,000. But take a look at these most recent death statistics in our country over the last year. 
They are astounding. Average credit card debt, $15,000. Average mortgage debt, $184,000. Average auto debt, $28,000. And average student loan debt, $47,000. All in all, this percentage of household living paycheck to paycheck is an increase this past year to 78%. 78%. Including, this what gets me the worst, 10% that makes $100,000 or more. 10% of $100,000 or more. That's unbelievable. And yet, most of us still have the courage to say, me? No way. I'm not a slave to money. For most of us, we do not have an income problem. We have an outgo problem. So, what's the solution? Here it is. We must learn to live on less than we make. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> we must learn to live on less than we make. Or as Dave Ramey uh, say it, uh, says it, act your wage. Act your wage. We must learn to live on less than we make. But as easy as it is to say, so difficult as it is to implement uh, pro- uh, Proverbs 2120 uh, says this The wise store up choice food and olive oil, but the fool gulps theirs down. I have a rule that I heard a pastor say a couple years ago that is really stuck with me. Many of you and your, uh, uh, many of you will think this is rule is strange. Uh, but uh, uh, those who you are in your 60s or 70s or above, you will remember this rule. But the rest of you, you think it's really odd. Here it is. If you didn't have money to buy something you wanted, you weren't allowed to buy it. Uh, let me say it again. All right. Uh, uh, if you didn't have money, to buy something you wanted, you weren't allowed to buy it. Amen. Uh, uh, blows your mind. <laughs> blows your mind. We must hack our ways. We once learned to live on less than we make. Live, uh, uh, make a budget and stick to it. So, but very imp- uh, what's so very important is that in a budget is to be honest with yourselves about what expenses you are, um, uh, what income you have, and what expenses you are making. Uh, uh, Simone and I first started a budget uh, when we're in our uh, first church. Uh, we are starting out making $30,000 a year uh, combined, uh, both of us, $30,000 a year. <laughs> <laughs> to say that it was tight 
is like saying the underwear that I kept since third grade was tight. <laughs> that kind of tight. <laughs> so we make our budgets, and it works. It works. The only thing is that we have only $20 to spend on gas uh, for the whole month. $20, 20 bucks. So we use up that uh, $20 on day three of the month. And so we got out our bicycles and rode to church. Uh, uh, really, uh, uh, it's a true story. And uh, uh, that works well. Uh, that worked out well for Simone, uh, the triathlete that she is, uh, but uh, not uh, for me. You see, I haven't ridden a bike since I was like nine years old. And contrary to popular opinion, you can forget how to ride a bike. <laughs> you can forget how to ride a bike. So I, I after biking up the highway, doing, uh, uh, with cars doing 70 around me, I said, Lord, if you can just make it there, never again. Never again. And I kept my promise. We took out some money uh, out of our food budget because I was rather starved to death and then do that again. Why is being, uh, my, is being honest about your expenses so important? Because if your outgo exceeds your income, what's the natural thing to do? Put it on the card, Right? Put it on the card. If you have two month month and not enough paycheck, what's your fallback plan? Swipe the card. Swipe the card. They, uh, that's it how the average American household accumulates $15,000 of credit card debt. The hardest thing, uh, hardest part about save, uh, setting and saving goals towards the financial future, and it flies in a face of what's normal in our culture. Normal is, uh, in our culture is you want it, you get it. And normal is a sense of entitlement. I deserve this. I owe this. Normal is selfishness. Normal is instant gratification. See it now, get it now. What God asks of us is that in every area of our lives, especially when it comes to our finances, is not instant gratification, but delayed gratification. Not a spirit of selfishness, but a spirit of sacrifice. I read something this week and uh, something that I love and on the definition of sacrifice. Uh, here it is. The definition of a sacrifice is to willingly stop having something you want in order to get something more important. The definition of sacrifice is to willingly stop having something you want in order to get something more important. It goes like this. I would really like to eat out uh, this week, but I'd love to pay off this car a little bit earlier. 
I would really, uh, really like to go into a nicer house, but I love for my wife or my husband and, and can stay home and raise our kids. I really like to uh, uh, satellite TV worth 8,000 channels, but I really love to uh, set more money aside for my kids to ascend college. I really love to, uh, to drop $100 at this nice steak plate, but I really, uh, like, uh, really love to actually be faithful with their ties that month. Not a spirit of selfishness, but a spirit of sacrifice. The definition of sacrifice is to willingly stop having something you want in order to get something more important. And when it comes down to it, Jesus did that for us. Jesus did that for us, not financially speaking, but in a much more important way. He became the sacrifice for our sins on the cross. The one who knew no sin became sin for us, became a sin offering for us that me might be saved. That's what we say at K1 all the time. We hold nothing back. Jesus gave his life for me. I will give until it changes my life for him. Getting accountable with your money is not going to be good at first. Uh, learning to live on less than you make is not uh, going to be good at first. Acting your wage is not going to be good at first. But the definition of sacrifice is to willingly stop having something you want in order to get something more important. Jesus gave his life for me. The secret to a successful relationship is not uh, uh, finding the right one. The secret to a successful relationship is getting right with the one. Unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. Jesus, we're in your presence today. Come and have your way in us. My, uh, bear by me, some of you, uh, many of you, you say, uh, you're right. <laughs> The enemy says to you, I can't believe your, uh, you and your spouse, you and your fiancé, you and your boyfriend or girlfriend are uh, complete opposite ends of the spectrum, complete opposite ends of the street. Might as well give up. Might as well give in. Throw in the towel because you are never going to be uh, on the same page. But... The Holy Spirit is selling to you. Don't give up. Don't give in. Maybe you would say, my intentions are so good, but I have to have a plan in place to get there. My intentions are in the right place, but my follow-through 
leave something to be desired. If that's your prayer today, Jesus, by the power of the Spirit, I want to live in line with your gospel today. I don't want to be a, uh, come a fool, gulping down, devouring all I have. Jesus, help me to have wisdom, to store up food and treasures to, uh, that I can pass on to the generations, uh, generations after me, to someone in need right now, the poor, the hungry, the bestrick right now. If that's your prayer today, Jesus, help me to become generous with all I'll uh, have, all those in need, and that's generous with the church, generous in every area of your life. If that's your prayer today, just lift up your hand right now. Just lift up your hand. Oh, Jesus, thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God.